Hey guys. Happy Friday. My name is John. You're very welcome to the Tech Leader Pro Podcast. Man, I love that tune. It is week 16 of 2023, 21st of April. And this is the first episode in a new format that I'm kicking off of the podcast. If you've been following the podcast so far, hopefully you've been enjoying my Tech Leader Pro series, which is set up to advise leaders on how to run engineering teams. It's a resource that I hope myself to have access to when I was younger, but unfortunately I didn't. So I'm using it as a a mentoring opportunity for young leaders who are coming up through the ranks. I will continue with that series. I think it's a, a valuable resource. But the intent of this new weekly series is to go off script a little bit and talk about things that have been happening in the week in a more informal way. So each week I will cover topics that I found interesting on tech, business, the economy, and of course leadership. And I hope you find it interesting to listen along and hear my random thoughts. The original series, the scripted series, will continue and that will be interspersed in this feed. So every week you'll get an episode like this and every now and again you'll get one of the scripted ones. The scripted ones take a lot more work and I have to do proper research, I have to include references to my material and so forth. And they're really enjoyable to put together but obviously they take time. And I decided I wanted to try and get episodes out more frequently. And I thought this is a good format to try that. So let's see how it goes. So why am I podcasting at all? Well, for the longest time I've been blogging. I've actually been blogging since uh, since uh, October uh, 2001. So I've been blogging for a very long time. Back then we didn't even call it blogging, in fact. The, the term hadn't been created. And I used to get about... 500 visitors a day to my blog, Tech Leader Pro. And, you know, that was pretty good figures, to be frank. And that was mainly organic. That was coming via Google, primarily Google searches. Um, and I was happy with that. I felt like, you know, I was putting out good content. I was getting decent return on the time that I was investing. And in the last several years, the amount of traffic I was getting, in particular from Google, just fell off a cliff. I went from around 500 a day to now I get about maybe 50 a day. So a 10x decrease in traffic. And the interesting thing is, I didn't change anything on my side. In fact, I probably putting out more content, and I would argue better content in more recent years. Weirdly, Google doesn't actually send traffic to my new content at all. It only sends traffic to my old content from, let's say, the 2010s and below. 
So honestly speaking, from my perspective, blogging is kind of dead. So then I went back to Twitter. I had a Twitter account years ago, and uh, I actually deleted it. I, I got so fed up with Twitter at the time that I felt like everybody was kind of shouting at each other, and nobody was really listening. Everybody was posting links, everybody was trying to get attention. Nobody was actually reading the links that were being posted. If you actually look at the the click-through rate on on links that you post on Twitter, even today, it's terribly, abysmally low. So I still use Twitter um, for now. I came back to it in recent years. I think I came back in 2019. Um, I use it. I've made some good friends there. But generally speaking, the return on investment in terms of time committed to it is really, really low. Managed to grow my account to about 9,000 followers, which is not bad. But frankly speaking, that's just stopped uh, in recent months. They've changed their algorithm. They're no longer um, giving me uh, a lot of traffic, to be frank. Uh, I looked at my, my analytics recently for the last 28 days, and my view count was down over 46%. So basically, cut in half, despite the fact that the rate at which I was posting tweets was basically the same. So again, my behavior hadn't changed in terms of publishing content, uh, but I was being effectively punished by the algorithm. And the reason for that is simple, of course, that Mr. Musk is encouraging people to go for his, uh, his blue um, offering where it's a paid subscription. I have no issue with that. He's a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. No issue with that. No issue with people making money. Um, but it's not for me. I felt like, you know, honestly speaking, my armor has been twisted to, to pay for something that previously I got for free. And to be frank, nobody gets social media for free. You're actually committing a lot of time to it. You're committing a lot of effort to it. So you're actually working for it. It's not for free. So I felt that all that work I'd been doing since um, 2019, in more recent times with the algorithm changes, it's been kind of wasted. So what to do next? I've had this podcast. I put out about 22, 20, sorry, 21 episodes so far. I'm not really getting much traction with it so far, but it's been fun. I'm enjoying it. And that's the main thing. It's making me smile. So I decided, okay, uh, I'm going to see if I can double down on podcasting and see how that goes. Right now, I publish the podcast on multiple channels. It's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. It's on iTunes. It's on the Play Store. It's on Amazon. It's everywhere. So let's see if I can leverage all of those channels and get the messages out that I want to get out. And what are the messages that I want to get out? Well, I want to talk primarily but still about leadership, mentoring, growing growing good leaders. I think organizations uh, right now are suffering serious leadership deficits. Um, I've been doing that job now for decades, and I feel that I've got some advice to impart. I've got some, hopefully, some wisdom to impart as well. Uh, with young leaders who are coming up and you know hopefully I can be a kind of a, a virtual mentor let's say 
Uh, speaking of that, uh, one of the things that I done this week was I put out a a blog, even though I said blogging is not working anymore, I'm still blogging, on uh, saying no to bad feature requests. And I think this is something that young leaders, uh, especially product leaders, really struggle with. Uh, in, in the past, I've been an SVP of product and dealing directly with a very demanding CEO. I know how this goes. Um, they, they get a brain fart. They decide that the competition has a certain feature. We need that feature too. Or the market is asking for a certain feature. We need that feature too. Or they just do some blue sky thinking and they just think, hey, you know, I've had this idea and we need to, we need to work on this right away. And you find yourself in that situation where you're trying to say no to somebody who's actually your boss. You're trying to say no to somebody who's more senior than you. And that's not easy. But you have to articulate why you're saying no. You're not just saying no because, you know, you're being difficult. You're saying no because maybe that feature is not aligned with the, the rest of the product vision and the, the product features that are already there. Maybe it just doesn't make sense. Maybe there's some compelling engineering reason why we shouldn't do it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. There's lots of reasons there that are probably very valid. And it's your job as a, as a product leader to articulate these things. If you just say yes to everything, even stupid ideas, well then, frankly speaking, you're, you're not doing your job. You can say no and you can be overruled. And that's okay. When you're overruled, you accept it and you implement what's being asked regardless because that's your job, you're a professional. But you have to say no. If you don't say no to something that doesn't make sense, you're not doing your job. When you accept it, then you fully accept it. You stop arguing, you don't complain, you just execute. I think that's also very important as well that there's a time for a discussion, there's a time for a debate. That's in that scoping phase when you you know the the features being discussed. But once you move beyond that and you move into the implementation or the execution phase, the debate stops and then it becomes about the detail of how that thing is going to work and how that thing is going to be implemented. So I had a few more things to say in the blog. Um, feel free to have a read of that if you wish. I'll put a link in the notes for this episode and um, you know, hopefully you find it interesting. The other thought I had this week, speaking of mentorship, is um, one of the challenges that you can have as a mentor is sometimes people only reach out to you when they kind of need something. Um, and that can be a bit, <laughs> it can be a bit frustrating sometimes because, you know, I'm a human being too. And uh, sometimes I have difficult uh, times and sometimes maybe I need some help with something. Um, but unfortunately, that, that mentor-mentee uh, dynamic can often remain one way. And I think that's something that we need to be mindful of as, as mentors, that um, we don't become overwhelmed and we don't become like almost like a, a kind of a, a shoulder to cry on or a, a uh, you know, a, dare I say, it, a, some kind of counselor. Um, we're not that. That's not that. We're not professionals in that area. That's not us. I had a friend reach out to me recently uh, looking for career advice. Good guy, like the guy, uh, happy to offer him advice. But that's the first time I've heard from that guy in about a year. 
and it made me think, you know, um, well, what if something was happening in my life during that year? What if I needed help with something? What if I just wanted to, you know, catch up for a beer or to just hang out? Um, it becomes kind of transactional, that relationship. And I think that's, it disappointed me a little bit that when, you know, that mentor-mentee relationship becomes transactional. It shouldn't be transactional. It should be a lot deeper than that. So I just wanted to share that thought. And it's something that I might write about more in the future. So what else happened for me this week? So what am I working on? Uh, at the moment, if you've been following my Twitter, I'm, I'm in the process of building a search engine <laughs> for the web. As crazy as that sounds. Some of that stems from the, the frustration I spoke about earlier with regards to Google and how much power they, they have over publishers like me, that they can change their algorithm and effectively just decimate your, 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 your blog. You know, they can just wipe you out. It's really unfair. And I thought to myself, well, okay, the whole industry at the moment when it comes to search is pivoting towards AI. ChatGPT has been uh, embedded into Bing. Google are doing their thing with AI as well. Search is going to become more conversational. You ask the AI for something and the AI gives you one answer back. It gives you, quote unquote, the definitive answer on that topic. Now, that's a serious amount of filtering going on when you think about it, guys. And you really, really, really have to trust that AI that that definitive answer it's giving you is actually correct. And I'm not entirely bought into the direction that we're going in, in terms of search. And I decided, okay, what if I wanted to go old school? What if I wanted to go back to the early days of the internet where search was just keyword match matching? It was just, I type in some keywords, the uh, engine matches those keywords to content, good quality content, wikis, blogs, articles, basically text. And that's all I get back. And then it's up to me as a, as a human being to decide what's relevant and what's not. There's no filtering. So I decided, okay, um, let's do this. Let's see if I can do this for fun. I started doing some research into different tools that I could use. And I settled on a project called Apache Nutch. It's Nutch, N-U-T-C-H. And that's an indexer that can uh, crawl the internet and index uh, to your chosen search engine implementations. So you can index to Solar, you can index to Elasticsearch, and there's probably some others in there that I don't know about. I'm more familiar with Solar. I've used Solar in the past. So I'm going with that combination of Apache Nutch and Solar. And then wrapping that in a, a nice looking website, which I've, I've actually already built. So that's my little side project at the moment. Uh, I'm building a, as, as mad as it sounds, I'm building a, a web search engine. Um, I'm trying to build an index as well, a reasonably sized index before I launch it live. Um, that index at the moment, it's about 160,000 documents in there. It's been quite slow to, to build, to be frank. Um, I hope to get that to maybe about half a million. And then I'll, I'll put up that, 
that better website uh, for you guys to check out. I'll obviously talk about it here and on Twitter. Uh, and obviously, I'd love your feedback. So uh, please consider following me on Twitter because that's a great way to um, to give me feedback. I'm at Tech Leader Pro, all one word. What else is happening this week? Uh, so media that I'm enjoying. I'm really enjoying Succession on TV. I think if anybody wants to understand corporate culture and infighting and politics and all the shenanigans that goes on in, in big enterprises, they should definitely watch Succession. There's nobody likable in that TV show. And um, I think it actually is more accurate uh, to the real world than, uh, than you, you could possibly imagine. Uh, in terms of reading, I'm reading a book called Only Forward by Michael Marshall Smith. Uh, it's quite a strange book. It's science fiction, but it's very surreal. Um, it'd be difficult for me to even explain the, the plot. Um, but uh, Michael Marshall Smith is a really, really good writer. He's also a good follower, a good, good follow on, on Twitter, by the way. He's a very smart guy. He, he's quite happy to engage with his followers as well. It's the first book that I've read from him. Um, I'm nearly finished. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I, I may post a review on my blog at some point. Um, I have another book of his there called Spares, which is probably more famous. I'll probably uh, read that in the next few months as well. Um, so that's it. Uh, that's my week. Um, it's been interesting. I hope you guys have had a great week as well. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's keep this going and let's catch up uh, next week. And uh, please uh, consider give me a like and a follow and a, a thumbs up and a, a subscribe and all of that jazz. And uh, have a great weekend, guys. Uh, I hope you had a good one. Okay, take care. Bye-bye.